wanting what I have for me, um, (laughs) that is, that is the key uh, to gratitude. And that uh, may not be a very unique way to describe it. I don't know. A lot of people um, uh, might think of it that way, but that for me, that's, that's what unlocks the gratitude in my brain and in my heart. Um, It's not to say that I can't desire to have other things or um, pursue other goals. But if I want my wife, if I want my kids, not somebody else's kids, if I want um, my uh, clients, if I want my podcast, um, then I'm thankful, right? If I wanted your podcast, then I'm not going to be thankful, right? You know what I mean? I'm always going to be striving and not feel at peace. This episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked, the leading provider of at-home health tests. Are you looking to improve your thyroid levels? With Let's Get Checked, you can do a simple at-home health test that will give you a complete picture of your hormonal health in five days. Did you know that 42% of people have said that they have never tested their thyroid function? Thyroid function is important for a number of different functions, regulating the metabolism, stimulating digestion, bone maintenance, brain development, and cardiovascular health. Some of the main symptoms of thyroid imbalance include weight gain, fatigue or feeling tired all the time, slow pulse or heart rate, hair loss or thinning, poor tolerance of the cold, depression, dry, coarse or thickened skin, constipation, hand tingling or pain, irregular period or low sex drive, muscle cramps or impaired memory. So how does the process work? Your test is delivered straight to your door. You just have to self-collect your blood sample from the tip of your finger, mail the sample back to their accredited laboratories in the prepaid label and receive support and guidance from the LGC medical team who are available 24-7 to offer you the personalized advice you need to know about your hormonal health. This week, Let's Get Checked wants to invite you to join their community with a 20% discount, Gratitude20. It's good to know. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us, we have David Trotter. He is an author, speaker, transformation coach, and host of Inspiration Rising, a podcast dedicated to inspiring women and the men who support them to rise up in life, love, and leadership. For over 25 years, David has helped people get unstuck, clarify their goals, and take their lives to the next level. David, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you so much, Georgian. It's uh, it's an honor to be with you. <laughs> I I want to thank you publicly as well for um, doing this at this at such a, an early hour where you where you live. I really appreciate that. And um, maybe you want to add a few things to to what I just said to uh, help people get to know you better. Well, this is my very first podcast interview at 4.30 a.m. So, um, uh, and you know what? The fun thing is, I'll never forget it, Georgian. I'll never forget this conversation with you. So that'll be fun. 
but uh, I've had the opportunity to do many things over the course of my 25 years of career. Um, I have uh, been a pastor for over 10 years. Uh, I transitioned out of that over 12 years ago and I started my own marketing business and I've been a filmmaker as well. I've made four feature films, um, three documentaries on social justice issues, one uh, scripted feature film. I've written a number of books, but the thing that I love to do more than anything is help people. And that is the kind of the golden thread that um, interweaves through all the activities that I've been able to do in my life and how that plays out in a more formal way now is through both one-on-one -on -one and group coaching, um, helping people get unstuck and, and take their lives to the next level. So um, I love to be able to bring all those experiences to the table as I work with people. And um, for whatever reason, I do have kind of a secret sauce of getting things done. I know how to envision things and clarify the vision, get really clear on the goals and help people um, move forward on their next steps. And that's fun for me to come alongside people and help them do that. That's amazing. And it's, it's really interesting for me that uh, I am in a similar position that I'm, I'm doing other things besides the, the podcast. And I think that's that's quite interesting that we have this in common like for me it's it's the same idea uh, helping people with my skills with the things that I know and uh, with my abilities and uh, like you were saying the the common thread is actually helping people and uh, doing something that's benefiting them one way or another yeah it's great <laughs> so um you're also an author and um i think it's it's a really interesting book that you that you wrote and um for me what's most interesting is that it's focused and uh, a lot of your work from what i understand is focused on women and i think that comes from uh, from a great appreciation for women and I'm really curious where did that start yeah well you know in the uh, introduction of the book I first of all I start thinking about the early years of my life and most people's lives you know the number one person who uh, brings us into the world and most often cares for us more intensely than anyone else, not just in terms of emotionally, but physically, is our mothers. Um, our mothers are the ones who not only create us for nine months in their wombs, but then give birth to us and then just spend an enormous amount of time keeping us alive, safe, healthy, growing, and preparing for school. And then at least in the United States, the majority of teachers through what we would call elementary school are women. Very few men are in that profession at that uh, age of, of children. And then as we get older as kids, it kind of begins to flip-flop. Uh, the people that begin to have more influence in our lives begin to be men. Like for me, my teachers in high school, more so men. Uh, the bosses that I had at part-time jobs, men. Um, the spiritual leaders that I had were men. The coaches that I had were men. And then from that age on, it seems like there's a lot more influence by the masculine or masculine energy or males than there are females. And I found that to be interesting um, and, and wondered why, you know, why that flip-flop? 
Yet for me, at this stage in my life, for whatever reason, I work more so with women. And that's been true about the people, the bosses that I've had um, as a, a marketing consultant, the clients that I have, primarily women. I've worked with a lot of women in terms of uh, ministry. And so when I started Inspiration Rising uh, a year and a half ago, um, I asked my wife, it was actually prior to naming it, I said to my wife, I go, you know, I've been making films um, about one every two years because they take that long. I really wanted to be making a difference uh, more on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis than a year-to-year basis. And I said, I'd like to start a podcast and um, do some coaching um, alongside that. And of course, we started to ask the question, well, who would that be for? And as you know, um, you got to have a target audience in terms of your podcast. It's got to be for somebody. Otherwise, it's for nobody. And so I said, um, who are the people that have I have most impacted in my life? The group of people. And we looked back over the course of those 25 years and said, well, it's really women. Women have been the people that have impacted me. And for whatever reason, um, that um, group of people, particularly women 30 to 50, are the women that are most attracted to the things that I've done, whether it's been ministry or the films that I've done, the marketing that I work that I've done. And so I said, well, you know, I'd love to do the podcast primarily for women. And then I love to put in parentheses and the men who support them because um, I believe that that I speak on and I want to encourage more and more men to verbally, vocally, and um, passionately champion women. And so that's what I've been doing through Inspiration Rising. It's a little bit different, you know, not everybody gets it. It's like, why is this guy doing this for women? You know, is he trying to tell people, trying to tell women what to do? I go, no, 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 not trying to tell women what to do. I'm actually highlighting women through my podcast and through the coaching that I do and the book that I've written. Um, it's really about just sharing my wisdom, sharing my experiences, coming alongside and cheering people on to be their best, uh, be their, their best selves. That makes a lot of sense. And um, yeah, I, I have a similar experience and I think that's, uh, that's quite interesting. Um, but I also wanted to get to, to something else. Um, what is gratitude for you? I'm really curious on your own definition and uh, perspective on gratitude. Yeah. Wanting what I have. For me, wow. <laughs> um, that, is, that is the key uh, to gratitude. And that uh, may not be um, very unique way to describe it. I don't know. A lot of people um, uh, might think of it that way. But that, for me, that's, that's what unlocks the gratitude in my brain and in my heart. Um, it's not to say that I can't desire to have other things or um, pursue other goals. But if I want my wife, if I want my kids, not somebody else's kids, if I want um, my uh, clients, if I want my podcast, um, then I'm thankful, right? If I wanted your podcast, then I'm not going to be thankful, right? You know what I mean? I'm always going to be striving and not feel at peace. And for me, um, gratitude creates peace. And, uh, and ironically, um, 
piece for me is actually more important than gratitude in my life. I guess I'm, I'm going after the end result uh, of peace. And gratitude is one of the pathways for me to cultivate peace. Um, I lived a lot of my life um, up until 12 years ago when I had kind of a rock bottom experience where I didn't have peace. I had a lot of striving, a lot of pushing, a lot of trying to um, prove myself because I had this feeling of being less than and not enough. And so the way that that played out for me was constantly uh, pursuing through academic achievements um, and then um, through when I entered full-time ministry as a pastor, helping more and more people, growing the church bigger and bigger. And that created this striving and a desire toward um, productivity rather than peacefulness. And after kidding kind of a rock bottom experience, I found that peace really needed to be the number one value in my life because when I uh, focused on productivity, I re it resulted in stress and striving. But if I focused on peace, I actually could ultimately end up um, performing in a way that was um, uh, more sustainable. It, it allowed me to sustain myself and those around me for a longer period of time. So um, back to wanting what I have. When I want what I have, it cultivates peace in my life. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm and I love how clear this is. And I'm I'm sure that that's there's a lot of um, th there are a lot of things in the background when when you before you got to this uh, simple idea. And usually the the wisest things are very simple, but they have so much depth to them. <laughs> and um, for instance, like like you mentioned, the fact that you appreciate your family even though probably like all families it's not always easy to do that um and just the this idea i love it that wanting what you what you have it's so powerful and so simple to just uh take it in and to to see things from from that perspective i love it i love it and i i think it's very powerful to to have that outlook because like like you were saying and um we can strive for more and we can want other things but at least from from what i can see from the outside and also from my own experience th there is no end to this like you can you can never have uh so true. i don't know a bigger big big enough uh reach or i don't know so true it's it's a never-ending story, but uh, with the simple idea and like wanting what you have, it it just like you said. When when I think about it, it's indeed it just brings peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it also the fear for me um, was that if I am thankful and want what I have, that it will take away my motivation that in some way it will make me, um, uh, you know, just be stuck and uh, complacent. And, um, and yet the opposite is true for me when I'm um, operating from a place of thankfulness and wanting what I have, then I'm coming from a place of 
um, peacefulness and settledness that allows me to serve others. If I'm striving to perform and be more and more um, productive, bigger, better, whatever that context that is. And that's obviously the people that are resonating with what I'm sharing are more type A personalities. Um, you know, although I think we all kind of have a desire for something more, perhaps, um, bigger, better in our life, whether it's a better, you know, car, house, you know, even I'm sick of my kids, you know, moms that are listening going, I want somebody else's kids, you know what I mean? And then you, <laughs> yeah. you become resentful of your own kids and you're not present with them. And that's how it was for me for the first 10 years of my kid's life. You know, I'd rather be um, working rather than being present with them because they were driving me crazy and it had nothing to do about them. It had everything to do about me and my mindset and how I was approaching, you know, and thinking about them. And now after having made a shift in the midst of, you know, kind of a rock bottom experience, um, I'm super thankful for my wife. I'm super thankful for my kids. And when I want them, all of a sudden, their qualities start to emerge. And I'm able to see the facets of their personality, their uniqueness, in a way that if I'm looking for their weaknesses, as we know, what we look for, we find. Um, if I'm looking for their weaknesses, I'm going to see them all over the place and I'm going to miss out on the uh, uniquenesses and the beauty of them. Um, and um, one of the greatest challenges that um, uh, we have is we look at the weakness of what we have and the strength or beauty of what somebody else has. And we, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, cultivate gratitude. It cultivates um, resentment. It cultivates um, uh, a feeling, uh, a desire for what other people have. And, um, it doesn't, it doesn't ultimately produce a happy or healthy life. It, it causes us to feel this inner, um, turmoil that it'll never be enough. And it'll never, it'll never, um, it'll never be fulfilling for us. Yeah. And exactly. it's just, it's a, it's a tough way to live. And, um, I've lived that way. And um, I know a lot of other people do. And um, it takes uh, an intentionality to cultivate gratitude, you know, just by listening to your podcast, George. And that's one of the ways that people can cultivate gratitude is just by having it front and center going, okay, yeah. here's how other people are thinking about it. How do I think about it? You know, causes us to, to, to uh, process it and uh, ask questions of ourselves. Exactly. And the, the funny thing about um, th thinking that, okay, uh, somebody else's uh, kids are better. If we, if we have this perspective in, in a short amount of time, we would probably want other kids <laughs> because uh, if we have this perspective, it's what we have as a perspective and if we have something different, probably we will find the, the faults in that as well. And that's why it's so powerful to change our perspective and to want what we have and to appreciate what we have. Because this is this is the the most powerful thing that we that we have and and the way we look at things and the the fact that we can choose to see things in a different way and that like you said, the effects of it is are are amazing. Like 
<laughs> people changing and showing different uh, parts of themselves that's wow it's it's a miracle if you think about it mm-hmm. and we have that power and we can do that and i think that's that's amazing and also like like you were saying if we if we think about um other people and other things that we don't have like this can go on forever like yes no matter how how much we have or how great things are there's always going to to be someone that has it better one way or another and i think making peace with our choices and uh with the people that we have in our life that's so powerful and yeah it really makes us want what we have and life is so so different when we do that isn't it mhm yeah i tell people for me the two keys to my own uh happiness or satisfaction is to have two things in place um at all times one a thankfulness for what i have and an intentionality toward pursuing what i desire and so um i need both of those in place it's not an either or um i know that a lot of people you know if there's just a focus on gratitude or thankfulness um i think that there can be a stagnation um and for for me personally i feel like i always enjoy the journey the adventure of creating producing um doing new things for me that's fun exciting and adventurous but if it doesn't start with a sense a sense of thankfulness it it'll, it'll um the the why can be filling some sort of hole in me but if i'm coming from a place where i'm working on my own wholeness meaning that i'm embracing the fact that i am already enough i'm already whole i don't have to do or be anything else to be loved or enough if i'm coming from that place then not only do i have gratitude but i can have a level of intentionality to pursue things that i want to experience or things that i want to do um the key difference there is the motivation the why if i'm doing something to fill the hole to somehow prove myself then it's going to feel like striving but if i'm doing it because i have a desire to serve i have a desire to experience adventure or um a different facet of life um then uh it feels like this beautiful kind of ebb and flow of thankfulness and intentionality thankfulness of int- thankfulness and intentionality back and forth um and i really like that rhythm for my life that feels like that's that's working well for me um it's a, it's a, it's a reminder you know it's a constant reminder though cuz sometimes i'll move toward i'll be really excited about a project and i'll push 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 and i'll be like why do i feel like i'm striving why do i feel like why do i feel like i'm just tired in this moment i'm like oh cuz i'm pushing i'm i am striving i'm trying to you know get this thing done versus okay back to thankfulness back to gratitude now i'm coming at it from a heart of service how can i use this to help others how can i use this moment and be focused on i'm um, not just the project but the people that are being impacted by the project wonderful perspective it's so true and pe- people pick up on this 
like we we can feel if someone is trying to fill a void or if what he or she is doing is actually from uh, a place of gratitude of a place of fulfillment and it's so much more so much easier to be more generous and more authentic when when you come from from that um point of view from fulfillment from being enough and yeah that that's amazing and that fills other people up as well and that's that's actually what what we want to do to help people and to make an impact and we can do that best when we are in a good place and we um we can get to to that good place by by being grateful and filling ourselves up at firstly mm-hmm. but i also wanted to get to to something else that has to do with your book um we have this tendency to focus on what isn't enough inside of us as well like the and the fact that we even though we have some qualities we have so many um flaws so many um things that aren't as we would like them to be mm-hmm. and uh, i know you you write about this as well in your book and i think it's something in- very interesting to uh to explore from this perspective of gratitude of appreciate appreciating ourselves and our strength strengths and of course what we we can do next with them mhm yeah well the book is called empowered to rise by the way and uh it is available on amazon i think in lots of different countries um but uh you know for me it's the beginning the beginning is embracing um what i call our true identity that um if we embrace who we truly are we are going to be coming from a place of wholeness um and then we can add the skills that we need to continue to work on and i differentiate between identity and skills so am i um always loving in terms of a skill no but is my core identity my true identity that i am love yes right i wrote a manifesto that the book is based on and i wrote this manifesto for the inspiration rising community the community around our podcast and the work that i do because i wanted our community to understand the heart behind why i'm doing what i'm doing and what i want for myself and what i want for them and i'd love to read this to you it's just it's real short but it's it's the sure. it's kind of the backbone of the book and the book uh, elaborates on this and it says my life has been inspired from the moment of conception i am whole and complete just as i am i don't have to do or be anything else to be loved this is my true identity embracing my inspiredness i am discovering my unique way to bring inspiration to the world my life story wiring and strengths are my superpowers and i'm learning to use them with others for the sake of others i have access to all the resources i need to live out my inspiration and i will be strong and courageous in the face of any challenge my inspiration is rising and so for me it's knowing my true identity as i know that 
I'm realizing that I have a unique way to bring my inspiration to the world, the thing that inspires me. And I want to bring that to the world. And I'm doing that through the vehicle of my own superpowers, the thing that's, that's unique about me. We call that our life story, our wiring and strengths. And I'm doing that with others and for others. I'm not just doing it for my sake to build my own thing, but I'm doing it with others and for the sake of others. Um, and, and so that's what the book is all about, helping you understand your true identity, uncover your superpowers, and bring your inspiration to the world. I believe that all of us have something that is unique that we want to bring to the world, some gift, some talent, some vision. And, and it oftentimes will morph or change over time. I think that's, you know, there is a thread that's interwoven through our entire lives, but there are different seasons of life where we bring different inspirations to the world. Um, you know, as uh, uh, moms who are listening, um, whether you work outside the home or not, a huge investment of your time and energy, the inspiration that you're bringing to the world is caring for your children. Um, you know, although uh, men are playing more and more of a partnership role in that, um, an equal role, uh, let's be honest, women play a primary primary role. You know, they're doing more than men in most situations. And so that's a huge investment that women are making in that season of life. And, um, but yet in uh, the women that I work with, oftentimes, once that child heads off to high school or college, um, oftentimes they're left going, okay, well, who am I again? Right? I've been pouring myself <laughs> into this child for many years. Who am I? You know, if I, I'm not just a mom, I, I want to, you know, I'm something else. And it opens up a new season of life. So for them to be inspired in a new way. And then we work on, okay, what, what is that next thing that you want to pour your heart and soul into? Or if somebody has poured their heart and soul, let's just say into a job or a career or a business, and they're in that down the road five or 10 years, and they go, man, I've been successful. I'm making six, seven figures, uh, but I'm not exactly feeling fulfilled or happy. It's like, I get it. I understand. I've been there. What does it look like to make a shift, make a change? and find something that is expressing a new inspiration in a new season of life. It's coming from a place of recognizing that you're already whole, right? You're not trying to build a new identity. You, you're embracing your true identity that's deep, deep down. Your true identity is not based on the car you drive, the house you have, the, the family that's around you. All those things make up part of your persona and who you are, but your true identity is that you're already loved that you're already whole, that you're already inspired. Now, what does it look like in this season of life to live that out in a unique way? And I, I love help, helping people kind of figure that out. Wow. I, I love this perspective. And it's so uh, well thought. And um, I think it's, it's really great that uh, you're bringing this awareness to the world and also i love how specific it is and how um, tailored it is to the different parts of our lives because indeed we even as men we have different um identities as as we grow older yeah and um i think that's that's very important to to acknowledge that even if we were someone uh, like 10 years ago or we had a certain identity, 
we evolve, we change, we learn new things. We, um, I don't know, we get sculpted by by life, and uh, something else might something entirely different might be who we are in ten years. And I think that's uh, that's a really important thing to to take into consideration when you when you when you think about your identity. But I'm also really curious on how we can uncover our superpowers. Like um, maybe some or maybe even uh, many of our listeners might not think they have a superpower. How can how can we find out what's our superpower? Yeah. Well, I believe that our superpowers come from a number of different places in our life, the origin of them. One is that our, our life story. Um, Georgian, you have a, a very different life than I do, a different life story, right? Where you've grown up, your family, the, the things that you've gone through, the ups, the downs, the twists and turns, the challenges that you have gone through, unless they're still um, raw, if you've been able to process them, you know, those become superpowers because you've gone through something that somebody else maybe hasn't gone through. Whether it's, let's just say that um, you had a, a, a parent who had gone through an illness and that was a challenge for your family. Well, you're stronger because of that. You have a unique perspective on uh, illnesses of loved ones and you're able to speak to that and experience that in a different way than I would. Um, perhaps you moved around a lot or you grew up in a certain part of the world that becomes a part of your superpower because of what you've experienced. That's unique to you. The other part is your wiring or your personality. Every one of us has a unique personality and yet there are uh, a number. We know that there's a lot of assessments out there that can help us understand our personality through a certain lens. Some of those might be called the Myers-Briggs type indicator. You can find that free online. Of course, there's always the uh, the paid version, uh, but there's free ones out there. Um, there is now something that's super popular called the Enneagram. It's an ancient uh, way of looking at yourself and how you live out into the world. Well, your personality, Georgian, is part of your superpowers, right? You see things in a very unique way and you go after them in a unique way. The other um, is your strengths. Um, and I differentiate strengths from personalities because strengths can be innate. They can be something that's born, you're born with, but it's also something that's cultivated. And um, the tool that has helped me so much through this is what's now called the Clifton Strengths. It used to be called the Gallup Strengths Finder tool. Um, it's, now it's called the Clifton Strengths. Are you familiar with that at all, Georgian? To be honest, not really. Okay, so um, the Gallup organization, which is a large research organization, I believe they're based here in the United States, they identified, I can't remember, 34, 36 strengths. And you take a test, and the principle is that... Um, as we're growing up in life, um, at least in the United States, if I ask someone, um, could you have more progress in your life if you worked on a strength or if you worked on your weaknesses? Now, in the United States, we would say, well, you got to work on that weakness, but you got to make that better. You got to turn that weakness into a strength. 
right? But research shows us that the degree to which you can grow as a human being is far greater by focusing on a strength than a weakness. You can only turn that weakness into less of a weakness. You really rarely can you turn that into a full-blown strength. So they focus on these 30 plus strengths by through an assessment and they help you identify your top five strengths and really live into those strengths as your superpowers. That this is a unique way that you um, have a, a, a strong way of approaching the world. Um, so life story, uh, your wiring, uh, and your strengths. Those are some incredible superpowers that you bring to the table. Most often, those coalesce, those three things come together. And the strengths that you have are those experiences where you go, uh, and you've heard this before, man, time just flies by. It feels like you're doing something that just comes natural to you. And you're wondering, why does everybody think this is a big deal? Other people go, Georgian, wow, I can't believe you're able to do that. You're able to just make that, that happen. And you're like, oh, can't everybody do that? It's like, no, 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 not everybody can do that. That's your superpower, Georgian. And so as we're able to tune into uh, our life story, our, uh, our uh, strengths, and our um, personality or our wiring, then we start to see how those three things coalesce to make those superpowers. Then once we know those, once we know those, uh, we can uh, utilize them in any context. So one of my superpowers, Georgian, as I mentioned to you earlier, is getting things done. I mean, if you told me almost anything, I could see a vision, develop some goals, see the next steps, and begin to work, you know, toward it. Now, uh, for other people, it can feel super overwhelming. They can't see the end result. It can feel like, oh, there's no way I can do that. Um, this superpower has allowed me to start churches and grow them to be quite large. It's allowed me to finish multiple degrees. It's allowed me to um, produce and direct, as I mentioned, feature films. When I, when I, I've done a lot of uh, humanitarian work in the nation of India, and I wanted to draw people's attention to the issue of orphans in India. So uh, a buddy and I said, well, what if we did a documentary? And, you know, he looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, have you ever done a documentary? No. Have you? No. Well, let's do one, you know? And we got a cinematographer, went to India, and we uh, began to look for orphans living on the streets because that's who we wanted to highlight, the people that were, um, the, the kids that were, had been abandoned or orphaned from an early age and the challenges that they faced. We found a group of orphans living alongside a railway. There was about 25 of them. They were from age three to 23, kind of living as almost like a pseudo family. We hung out with them for two weeks, filmed them, interviewed them through a translator. We even slept on the street with them one night. It was the worst night of sleep in my life. Came back, edited that film, and that um, film got picked up for distribution. And it was on Netflix for two years, from 2012 to 2014. What the heck? My very first film was on Netflix. Now, Netflix doesn't even buy films like that anymore. That was like back in the day. But my whole point is, why was I able to do that? Because that's part of my superpowers. I can see things and I can help get them done. I can help see, you know, come to fruition. 
Um, and that's not only true about a film, that's true about uh, starting something, starting an organization, writing a book, whatever it might be. And I love to be able to bring that superpower alongside other people who maybe don't see that potential in themselves and help them see that potential and give them uh, uh, in collaboration a roadmap that is able to help them see how to start that business, how to make that next step in their career, how to uh, move from a meaningless situation to something that's meaningful. Um, and so uh, you, you all, you know, you, George, and every single person listening, you have superpowers. You may not know what they are quite right, right now, but if you start to ask the people around you, um, one of the questions that I've seen posted on social media, um, most people know what a TED talk is, right? That's like a seven yeah. to a, what, seven or 10 minute talk, short talk, is just go, if I were to do a TED talk, what would you suggest that it be on? And if you ask a friend that question who knows what TED talks are all about, they probably will be able to come up with a topic. And that's going to be a big clue of what your superpower really is. Wow, that's a great idea. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it's it's so it's so smart and it's so so easy and it makes so much sense because if you ask like with gratitude, I think that sometimes if we want to feel grateful, asking just asking what what am I grateful for isn't the best way to go about it. Sometimes you can use much smarter questions to, to elicit a state of gratitude. Mm -hmm. And I think this is, this is very similar to that. Like, <laughs> of course, people are going to, to answer in a very different and, and in an easier way, uh, this question rather than, okay, what am I good at? Right, right makes so much sense and and i love what you what you said about uncovering our superpowers and yeah like it for me this connects so beautifully with gratitude like um accepting and appreciating who you are for me is is one of the ways of accessing those those superpowers also appreciating and finding the the blessings in disguise in the situations um that we've been through mm -hmm. and also focusing on the things that we are good at and uh, appreciating those and uh sharing them with the world and i think yeah that's that's amazing and it connects beautifully to to gratitude and to what we are we are talking about here on the podcast so yeah thank you so much for this and i i think it's it's going to be something really interesting for our audience to uh, to explore as well. So um, we are nearing the end of our time together, and I wanted to ask you where can our audience get in touch with you, where they can get the book? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, once again, the book is called Empowered to Rise, uh, The Secret to Embracing Your True Identity, and uh, Uncovering Your Superpowers, and Bringing Your Inspiration to the World. It's available on Amazon, and just search for Empowered to Rise. You can also find our podcast, Inspiration Rising, on all the podcast apps. And if you go to our website, insporising.com, I-N-S-P-O-R-I-S-I-N-G.com, insporising.com, you can find all the information on coaching programs, and the book, and the podcast, and, and all that good stuff. Thank you so much for your time and for being here with us and for all the 
really smart ideas that you that you shared with us also do you have a final message for for our listeners maybe something to to ponder to think about after they um, listen to this episode i think i would just ask um what would it look like to want what you have you know as you are driving or walking or working out or wherever you're listening to this as you think about the life that you have the partner that you have, whether the kids, the job, all of that, not to say that you don't want to be intentional about cultivating something um, unique or something more, but in the process, what would it look like to be thankful for what you have? How can you see the beauty? How can you see the positivity? How can you see the good qualities in the things that are in your life right now? Because that's going to help you no matter if you're taking a next step or you're staying right where you are, how can you see uh, the good qualities and cultivate wanting what you have? That's going to, that's going to produce the happiness and healthiness that you, that you really want. Wonderful. This is the perfect ending to this interview. Thank you. Thanks, George. And it's been an honor to be with you. Hey Gratitude Seeker, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.